kids, you're about to listen to a comedy podcast. That means that none of this is medical advice. If you need medical advice and medical care, please contact your doctor. Brought to you by the Koala Cola Corporation. It tastes just like Down Under. I'm Crappy Koala. Take it away, DJ Dylan. Welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast featuring Dr. London Smith. My name's DJ Dylan, and I hope everyone's having a great Jock Boy summer. Okay, what is this? Who wrote this? I'm not reading this. Hello, and welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast, where we discuss fitness and health, and how to incorporate our modern understanding of science and medicine into our daily lives, but without it being so boring. I'm your host, Dr. Lennon Smith, I'd like to begin by apologizing to our listeners. We received some feedback about the excessive amount of technical medical terms that I've been using, such as low cerebral spinal fluid levels of orexin A slash hypocretin 1, and how much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? So I'll try to temper my terminology to a simpler one in the future. Here to help with that is our producer Cameron. I mean, what, Dr. London, what even is this? I'm going through this script. Yeah. And I like I feel like our our writers have gone hugely downhill. I I'm really sorry for this sort of behind the scenes look. Our listen you guys don't really get to see like uh you know how the how the sausage is made. But you know, of course this is a scripted show. Yeah, heavily scripted. And we have a yeah, we have a team of writers who write every single thing that we say. Mm-hmm. And we they have been fantastic. Some of there's some of my best friends we've played frisbee golf with each other for a lot of the time i this script is terrible dr london well i mean i mean you've got a woodchuck woodchuck whatever joke in there a jo- you, i didn't you know so that's i should clarify on that cameron because maybe you missed it but on a previous episode i used that woodchuck terminology and it really confused some people so we got letters oh, so that okay that's okay that's a fan correction, more or less. Like, that's them saying, hey, this is kind of difficult. We're, re- we're new to the medical world, so please kind of go easy on us with this. But, but even, I don't know, just at the top, you're saying, like, oh, I'm drlondonsmith.com, and this is the Jock Dog Podcast, blah, blah, blah. Can we not make this more fun, more interesting? Okay, so maybe, maybe we should add jokes, because I hadn't... I don't know. Okay. The thing is, I want people let's, to take medicine seriously. Let, let's just test it out. DJ Dylan, we're going to test it out. Yes. DJ Dylan, get the silliest sound effects that you can possibly think of for this section. And Dr. <laughs> Dr. London, we're going to redo the top part, but we're going to be zanier. Zanier. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, I know I know you want this podcast to be taken seriously, yeah, but we that's my whole... have to try something new. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So zany, I can tr- I can try for that. Uh, yep. So I guess. I okay. Okay. So um. So that's our producer Cameron. Uh, Boy. Uh, uh, also with us is. Zoo, 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 zoo. Did you do in the house? Step outside, what do you see there? UAP navigates the air. Take your hand, rub it through my hair. Falling short, but it's hard to care. Your mom wants Prince Harry to work at Walmart and it shows. Look 
baby, your focus is too low. Reading through a script we tore up years ago. Let's travel through space-time in a mental flow. Tell us what we can expect a special guest. Uh, hey, uh, Dr. London, I have a question. Is our guest going to be the Queen of England? Well, you, you're you the one who booked the guest, so I... Oh, this is the zany thing? Yeah, this is like, it's like, you know, like, like, like morning DJs type thing, like banter. So, so you were... But, but okay but on a serious but you were the one who booked the do you know we have a guest yeah i booked the okay. guest of the, okay. the the guest is not the queen of england okay now i know okay and you're there sure is, i mean i i don't know i don't know the queen of england so maybe this person is like on the side as a sidekick i don't know but as far as i understand they're not booked on the show as the queen of england as the queen of england yeah. okay so if they are on the show they're not here in that capacity I, I don't know. I mean, like we can we can figure out, but that is not how they registered as a guest. Yeah. Okay. Um. Sorry. 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 Okay, so it was so sort of just a zany joke, sort of like so, just yeah, morning DJs. Super zany. Yeah. Um. Okay. So yeah, we can look forward to that guest, and maybe oh, it's hey, um, Doctor London. I hope our guest doesn't fart. <laughs> hey. But, so, so flatulence are actually pretty normal. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. you have to. It's it's funny. It's it's happy. Um, it's funny. You can't get into the uh, medical science of why farts are good. Yeah, it's just like if you if you don't fart, then that's actually like medically concerning. You know I what know. I mean? So oh, okay. this is part of the zany thing. Yes. Yes. I'm not saying our oh, guest yes. okay. actually has to suppress her farts. I am saying just in a funny way that I hope our guest isn't farting around. Again, morning DJs. This is the kind of stuff they talk about, Dr. London. Yes. Okay. Okay. I've never, I've only listened to the evening variety of DJ. So it's a different world. You've only listened to I... like Delilah from, uh, you know, she was like a nationally syndicated radio DJ for light FM type stuff, like really light rock. And she'd be like, hi, I'm Delilah. Yeah. 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 She said, yeah, she would say that. That and, that's what you think a night DJ is. Yeah, someone who introduces like sort of a soft-spoken 
person Gently. introducing a yeah. Dido song. Yeah. Um, so, so you just want the morning version of that. Yes. Hey, okay. Dr. London, did you hey! have, did, did you have toe jam for breakfast today? <laughs> did I jam my toe? Is that what you're saying? I get, or is that a type of jam that I put on my bread? Yeah. Oh, you put oh, toe jam on your, uh, your peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Ew. But like it's usually like more of a cranberry jam or something like that. Something no, kind of delicious. We just move on. DJ Dylan, lock up the zany noises. Lock them up. We don't deserve to well. use the zany noises. Okay, I thought I thought I really tapped into it there. Okay. You think a um, lot of things. Thank you. Uh, before we move on, I would like to address a bit of listener feedback. This note comes from the legal counsel for the Rainforest Thresher Division of the Koala Cola Corporation. Uh, the note reads, quote, Refrain from using the term rainforest in future reference to the uh, rampant deforestation techniques applied by the Koala Cola Corporation and its subsidiaries. Um, instead, use the term densely overpopulated wasteland aggregates of oppressive tree holts. So just to repeat that, the, instead of rainforest we're using the term densely overpopulated wasteland aggregates of oppressive tree and the, holes. The, the, you know that to me is just a good business decision all right so this podcast you know as as all yeah. of our listeners know we recently moved over to the koala cola network the number one soda in all of australia koala it just like down under yes that's of course koala cola's mascot crampy koala he's been hanging out in the studio for about Ten weeks now. Ten long, long, long weeks. Good day. Okay. Just, just, just sit back uh, on that stool, you, please. Oh, please. Crampy. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, our so our corporate overlords. You know, now we are on the Jock Talk Podcast um, Podcast we shouldn't Network. Use... Or sorry, we are on the Koala Cola Podcast Network. Our corporate overlords just want to overlords. Change... They... They said that we should tone that down a little bit, that terminology. Um, what about uh, corporate masters? Yeah, or just supreme ruler. I think they said that was okay. So our corporate supreme ruler, uh, you know, they, they just want to change some of the verbiage of some of the accusations that have been lodged against them. Obviously, you know, a lot of companies and or a lot of uh, environmental activists have been saying that Koala Cola has participated in massive deforestation and Australia actually used to not have a desert before Koala Cola moved in. Um, and yeah. like all these sort of things. These crazy rumors. Crazy rumors. And Koala Cola is just setting the record straight. And they're saying, no, we're not doing any of that. No. We're just doing, what, what are they doing, Dr. London? What was it again? Yeah, so their rainforest thresher, I'm sorry, the, their um, densely overpopulated wasteland aggregates of oppressive tree holts thresher division uh is doing some great work and uh they're providing a lot of lumber uh you know and you know with you know some some housing crisis when those happen uh it's actually a really valuable resource that they're providing so it's strange to be kind of criticizing them in this way yeah and i mean like People are wondering, okay, but then why did you have to destroy trees in people's backyards and things like that? And to that, I ask, why are you so nosy in our business? 
Uh-huh. And why do you keep referring to them as trees? Uh, it's it's frustrating. It's, uh, you know, the, maybe possibly a grove was was removed uh, yeah. or displaced. It's 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 frustrating to well, deal yeah, with so many people. You've got who people are... saying, "Oh, all these koala cola employees came over to my house and they took all of my grass and garden and trees and any anything green at all." And it's like, "Okay, but why are you so nosy?" Yeah, um, and it's it's just very frustrating to to find to be you know welcomed into this family. Uh, yeah, it tastes just like Dorinda. Um, that to be is... welcomed in to this family and to, to feel this love and then to have people badmouth it like this. That's what's frustrating. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, you know, I'm glad to kind of set the record straight on this. So, you know, just once again, to emphasize uh, they're not doing anything to rainforests, but they are threshing the densely overpopulated wasteland aggregates of oppressive tree halts. Uh, anyway, so to our corporate Supreme rulers, uh, thank you for listening, and we're so excited to continue working with you. All right, um, now for today's medical topic, pyogenic liver abscess. So pyogenic refers to the generation of pus, which is the pyo part. So a pyogenic liver abscess is a pocket of pus that forms in the liver due to infiltration of bacteria therein. So the most common cause of pyogenic liver abscess is biliary tract obstruction, in which the tube from the gallbladder to the duodenum and the small intestine, uh, that's blocked. So that allows bacteria to proliferate in that biliary tract. Other causes include gastrointestinal infections, such as diverticulitis or appendicitis, uh, with spread via the portal venous system, which is, of course, the system of blood vessels that flow from the intestine to the liver, and also uh, penetrating liver trauma can cause it. So that you know one that you can get through a gunshot wound or possibly surgery that can cause i can't ever tell abscess. like whose side you're rooting for when you talk about these sort of like battle scenarios or whatever when you're talking about like the bacteria team or whatever like attacking this thing and infiltrating this other thing it's like are you just trying to be an objective observer like you're not trying to take a, take a side or well I mean, at first, I guess you can say that. I'm just trying to get kind of the label. Report land. the news. Yeah, but then my responsibility, in addition to diagnosing, which I think would be, you know, a lot of that part, uh, you you would do the treatment, which is to usually remove the bacteria, unless you know, if you're talking about the gut flora, the bacteria in the gut, then you know, a lot of that we actually need. That's oh, how you get. You're saying it's your not. It's K. not. It's it's not like black and white, you know, there's some nuance to these kind of complicated the, war scenarios. Yeah. I mean, so whenever someone gets a lot of antibiotics, then you're actually going to be a little bit, uh, worried to some extent about, um, that gut flora being suppressed too much because then it can make a worse wow. bacteria kind of rise up. That would normally be, uh, you know, I guess outcompeted by the other bacteria. Gotcha. So, so you're you're on the pro bacteria side. That's good to know. Well, I you know in the case of pyogenic liver abscess, I would say that I'm actually I'm I'm against that. So this is an example. Whenever I talk about ugh, bacteria that I this, side with, ugh, I can't stand well, with this kind of political flip flopping that well, people like you 
these upper class white men love to do. It's this constant like, oh, I've got to sit on the fence. I don't want to take a hard stance. But are you pro bacteria or not? I so bacteria, you know, can help us in some ways. In in this case, though, you know. Um, yeah, especially for, for pyogenic liver abscess, uh, you can have causative organisms that include E. coli, Klebsiella, Proteus, uh, Enterococcus, and anaerobes. Uh, and clinically, patients may present with fever, malaise, anorexia, weight loss, nausea, vomiting, right upper quadrant, abdominal pain, and jaundice. Uh, they, they usually appear very ill. And so in this case, it's a, it's a person who's very ill. So you do want to treat that for sure. Um, it's diagnosed by ultrasound or CT scan and typically has elevated liver function tests on laboratory studies. Uh, and it's it's fatal if left untreated. So pyogenic liver abscess is, is something that you want to intervene about. Uh, you, you treat with IV antibiotics. So you are pro-intervention. In this, does in, in yeah, in a lot of these diseases. It's, just, it's one of these things where like sometimes interesting. you have to, th- there is sometimes a nuance to it but yeah generally that's that's the way that um so you'll treat with the iv antibiotics and percutaneous drainage of the abscess which reduces mortality down to about five to twenty percent um and then surgical drainage is sometimes necessary as well if it's you know larger complications happen but i'm i am i guess i i'm just sitting here sort of in awe like how watching you sort of do this political double speak you know what i mean it's like me shooting out mission impossible lasers and you're just like jumping over them and ducking under them and limboing and all this kind of stuff to avoid you know actually like picking a side but I, well, honestly don't even want you to pick a side i'm impressed truly uh, okay it's and once again it's just like you know, in cases like what I was talking about earlier, where the gut flora changes and it's pseudomembranous colitis, colitis, it it does become a sort of a tightrope to walk. Like you can't intervene too much in a certain way. Anyway, I, um, that's that that's pyogenic liver abscess, and we can move on from there if that's all right. Sure. Okay. Fine. <laughs> All right, uh, Cameron. You said that we have a guest today. Is that right? And it's that... just, sorry, so, it's not the Queen. Nope. This person did not sign up for this podcast as the Queen of England. Okay. So just... do not get your hopes up for the Queen of England. It's not happening. No, no. I'm looking at your face and in your eyes. You're not. You don't understand what I'm saying. This is not like, the Queen of England. Because you say it as if you don't know what my first name is. I'm sorry, my second name. Doctor is my first name, but my second name. Right, London. Yeah. And so I know, and yes, you would get very excited if it were the Queen of England. It is not. Do not get your hopes up for that, Dr. London. Okay. Oh, my gosh. You still don't believe me. I, can our guest please come on and, 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 and introduce yourself so maybe Dr. London stops thinking you're the Queen of England? Hi there, guys. I am not British. My name is Samantha Sullivan, PhD. Okay. Dr. London still seems skeptical the way he said, okay, I don't, I, I, is there any more information you can give us about yourself to like maybe, maybe convince him that you are not Queen Elizabeth II? Um, I can do a British accent for you. 
to show you how bad I am at it? No, you could be good at faking bad British accents. That is fair. Uh, I am a woman in Los Angeles, 36 years uh, young. And um, I have done my thesis on um, a disease that I've discovered here. Whoa. Uh, it is, the Latin for it is Atticus Brevi Anorum, but the layman's term I'm using to, so people don't get confused is reverse Benjamin Button disease. Okay. And you've, you've found that a lot in LA. In uh, me specifically. Yes. I'm aging okay. very rapidly. So it's extremely localized to you. So far. Ironically, I have been to England to research this some, and a lot of people there also seem to have it, um, but they would not meet with me to be diagnosed. Oh, okay. So this is just more you observing and, and sort of taking a guess that they must be struggling with the same thing. You didn't take any blood work or anything from these people. No, no. I'm, I'm only a, a PhD, not a, a medical doctor, so I'm not allowed to play with needles. Oh, right. Yeah. But they, so they don't let you like, I mean, because your majesty, if, if you showed up to England and you said, sorry, I, I think you called me your majesty and I feel like I should reiterate. I'm not. Sorry. Samantha, I get the two confused. Um, I, he's not, he's, I don't think he's going to accept it. We, I think we might just have to roll fine. with it. Yeah. I'm, I'm really sorry. About I know. That. I, we, we look very similar age wise, the queen of England and I, but no, <sighs> Okay, that's well. I mean, I, I I sort of wanted to wanted to ask about that. You're 36. How old do you you think you look compared to the 36 year olds here? I'm around 57, um, give or take a year or two ish. Yeah. Um, I I'm aging incredibly rapidly. Wow. Uh, everything hurts all the time. Um, I have wow. deep deep lines here and here. Yeah. Um, just it's lightning speed over here. Sorry for our listeners who couldn't see that. Uh, she did gesture from one corner of her head down to her leg. So she's got, uh, yeah, these deep wrinkles. Yeah. yeah. Full body wrinkles. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Vertical and horizontal. It's uncanny. It's like a checker system. Which I guess, so normally wrinkles are caused by a natural folding of, of skin. So do you, I, I guess you do a lot of yoga? No, I, I mean, I, I'm kind of wondering it too. It, it almost looks like to get those wrinkles, you would have to fold yourself sort of like you do a piece of paper when you're making a paper snowflake. You know, when you like fold it like in weird shoulders ways together. and then, yeah, cut, cut designs in it. That, that is the only possible explanation I can think of for some of these wrinkles. I am in the um, fetal clutching position fairly often. Ah. Mm, okay. In a slow rocking, you know. Is that is that just for fun or is that is there a reason for that? Mostly just because I'm sad. Aww. Okay. So, um, yes. Yeah, so, so you're here to bring attention to this uh, reverse Benjamin Button disease. Uh, yeah, a lot of people in the medical community have been ignoring my letters and papers. Um, I personally think it's because STEM is inherently sexist, mm -hmm. um, but also possibly because I'm not actually in STEM since I, my PhD is in communications. Well, you wouldn't want to be in a sexist major anyway. Yeah, I don't want to be a part of that. Yeah. I branched out on my own. Exactly. And so you mentioned the letters that they 
don't reply to. So I'm guessing that you probably mailed us. And Cameron, how's that? How's our letter sorting system going? Uh, our letter sorting system quit about three weeks ago. And when do you send that letter, Doctor? Doctor Sullivan. I've... Two weeks ago. Oh, uh, okay. So it... that's that's why I was booked was to discuss my my thesis. So, okay. So uh, a couple of things. One thing, if you sent out this uh, whatever medical paper two weeks ago, you may not get a response that fast from from you know prestigious medical journals like the Jock Talk Podcast School, uh, Journal of Medicine. Um, that's like that's a fair expectation that it might take more than two weeks because you're busy so when you. Yeah, yeah, and it's just well because we have to also peer review it. Yeah, you're just saying don't give up on. Like, just because you haven't heard back from other people as well, right, Dr. London? Yeah, from from other journals of medicine. I guess what I'm really saying is, like, it just takes a little bit longer sometimes. So, assuming that you've been rejected from the community, you know, based on two weeks of waiting for a reply to a letter. I don't want to besmirch the lovely Jock Doc podcast, but um, you are the last ones I sent a letter to. Oh. Of how many? two to three hundred oh okay it's a pretty hot market of uh, medical podcasts i mean that still puts us in the top two to three hundred right letter letter is a strong word <laughs> it was like an email with a link to my medium article uh-huh but yeah. you know very clickable very readable no feedback okay so it was clickable so cameron that's been a big thing for us getting the clicks going uh that, was that a part of the mail sorting thing that that quit oh well i mean yeah right now the mail sorting is just like uh one of those little things you put on the desk that has the balls that go back and forth and then i just stuck a mouse in between there so it just clicks every once in a while okay so it sounds like that little ball bearing thingy that people put on their desks might be the person who actually booked you onto the show but i mean we're we're happy to have you and it's and it, I will say, like that's, it's a much more efficient booking system than we used to have. This is actually a lot of progress. Uh, it's, I don't want to say it's like, a super intelligent compared to what we had before, but this is actually this is a lot better than a lot. Yeah, definitely a lot less messy. So if it yeah. was, if it was the ball bearing clickies, does that mean no one at the podcast has read the, my article? I believe DJ Dylan read it. Yes. He G.J. Dillon does read a lot. He's he's a very heady guy. He's yes. very much into reading and anything he can get his hands on. If it's got text, he's glued to it. Yeah, it's got text and photos actually. Whoa! Yeah. Very dynamic. Since Doctor London and I are maybe a little ignorant in this area, maybe you could educate us a little bit. Maybe teach us about this disease that you've discovered. Yes. Okay. I would love to. So I think most people are familiar with the, the classic Brad Pitt movie of Benjamin Button, where he starts out old and gets younger rapidly. Um, so okay. this is the opposite of that, where you start out young and then you just keep Get getting older. Oh, now is this the Brad Pitt? Is this the one where he showed up at on Thanksgiving but he hated Rachel, but that was kind of ironic because he was married to Jennifer Aniston at the time. Yes. I think that's Friends. 
Oh, okay. No, okay. But I'm not no, this... sure because full disclosure, I have not actually seen the movie about Benjamin Button. Okay. Cause, oh, okay. Because okay. so, I was thinking, because I, I think I have seen this. And so there's this, this of course, Brad Pitt classic movie, like you said, where he kind of goes through um, and then he actually, he gets in these fights and there's something about soap and uh it's it turns out in the movie and i guess this is what yes. you're getting at that it's so this is sort of a multiple personality disorder situation uh is is what reverse benjamin button disease well sorry it's a reverse multiple personality disorder situation so he has one personality i'm i'm just sorry i'm getting your input and i'm trying to translate it back so from the context or less of the movie. than one okay okay um that might that might be Fight Club. It's impossible to say, honestly. Impossible to know. The problem with using Brad Pitt as a reference is his oeuvre is just extensive. Yeah. So was it? I, I'm just now. I'm just going through Brad Pitt movies now. Um. So well, I think, and I don't. I I could be wrong, but I do think it is the one where a baby is born as an old ancient man, and then ages backwards until he sleeps with a family friend who was aging the other way and then they met in the middle. I do, and then I do believe that is very it. similar to what I said. No, that's Moneyball. That's Moneyball. You, that is Moneyball. Damn, okay. Okay, yeah, I, look, I'm not a movie buff. I, yeah. I, 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 I get it all confused. I just want to hear about this disease. You know, yeah, the science is there. We don't need this. In LA, it's just easier to relate things to movies because that's yeah. what people speak in here. Um, I'd love to visit sometime. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you can't go to more learn the language to two blocks down the walk of fame on Hollywood Boulevard without having to reference a movie. Yeah. Oh, and as someone who lives in LA, you're walking down Hollywood Boulevard just constantly daily dropping yeah. names of movies. Yeah. That's where everything is. Yeah. yeah where they make all the movies. Um, I have yet to see the acclaimed Brad Pitt there, but, I also oh. don't know if I would recognize him because I'm not sure as an actor if he actually has the Benjamin Button disease. Mm-hmm. Oh, so he might at this point be very, very young, and I would not, I would not know. I don't know. Yeah, because his isn't reversed. Yeah, okay, okay. his is regular Benjamin Button, so mm-hmm. he's just getting younger each day, which I feel like is actually a very common illness here as well. Yes, you were getting to this point. In Los Angeles, you you see a lot of people aging backwards. Yeah, more people have Benjamin Button than they have reverse Benjamin Button, which is why it's been so hard to get attention to this subject. Is, is that how you sort of determined that you had this disease? Was it through like some sort of blood work or something like that? Or was this just from just, you noticing that other people weren't around you in Los Angeles, weren't aging as quickly as you were? Yes, pure field research out gotcha. in the world meeting and greeting people and Boots realizing that I look a hundred years old, much like the queen of England. Yeah. And okay. no one else does. And then all yeah. these other people in Los Angeles looked maybe 32 yesterday. And today look like maybe a 27 year old who maybe was in a car accident or something. And you know what? Even the 26 year olds are looking 17. It's, it's rampant here. Yeah. Just like the queen. Well, you, yeah. You probably know a lot of people who get a deviated septum fix and then come back looking 10 years younger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes. Yep. They go in for a normal medical procedure, and then all of a sudden, 
they look youthful as hell. It's crazy. Wow. It's so this, I mean, now I'm trying to think through treatments for this and I'm, so if it's a genetic disease, then I've, I've been doing some research into treatments. Okay. So okay. far the, the best one I have found without access to a laboratory or blood work or other researchers. Yeah. Medical tools, medical tools, research a, tools, a yeah. medical degree, um, extensive a computer. Training. Yeah. Yes. So far the, the treatment I have found that works fairly well is, um, making an ice mold of your face and then mm -hmm. sleeping with that on as it melts and it just cools and sets your face. And you recommend this treatment for others or for yourself? No one has taken me up on it yet, but I do it nightly. Okay. Obviously, you can tell the effects have not worked because I still look in my 50s. Yeah. So, I mean, I also noticed that you've got um, sort of some some blackened areas of your face, like sort of, you know, it, 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 are you aware of that frostbite is a condition, like a medical condition have you heard of that no uh, yeah i've heard of like i, I thought frosties. you had interesting makeup on but yeah frosty's like the wendy's dessert well it's not unrelated um so there's this uh so basically whenever you cool an area of your body like enough for long enough then you can develop what's called frostbite it's just it's just a term for uh the skin becoming necrotic from lack of blood flow and and uh yeah so it's just too cold basically so when you sleep with your face on just regular ice you can you can you might actually be aging yourself faster is what i'm theoretically thinking but it, here. you're saying it stops the blood flow right y yes it can so it's kind of freezing time you're saying which would stop oh. the aging. No? Science is amazing. Is is blood flow and time, are they, do they work like? Dr. London often does not make any sense. The reality is, is that like, he's a celebrity doctor. So like, he like used Dr. to practice Dog. and see patients all the time. But nowadays he's off with celebrities and he's jet skiing across the world and all these different things. So I wouldn't trust him. Do you still have your medical license or did they take it away like they did for Dr. Phil? Uh, I don't have it on me right now. You, do you yeah. know where it is? But it, but I have it. It's just like, well, I mean, let me check my wallet. Hold on. Let me check my, I had something with me. It was, no, that's a shenanigans gift card. Yeah. That's a, my old, my old student ID. <laughs> uh, Shenanigans, of course. I don't even have to tell this to our audience because everyone knows, but it's a bowling alley in Rockwall, Texas. Yes. Yeah. I looked into your credentials. I mean, I've said what mine are, the PhD in communications from Liberty University. Yeah. Do we know yeah. what you're Yeah, so mine, I'm a medical doctor, presumably. So, yeah, sorry, your majesty, if it's not exactly what you want. I'm, I'm sorry to use that sarcastic tone with your, your majesty i'm not the queen of england i know we look very similar age-wise but we are different women
I wanted to say that, Samantha, I, you know, you keep saying like, oh, I obviously look, you know, 56 and all these things. I look 100 years old. I don't, you think that, that that's true. You look sort of, besides the frostbite all over your face, you look sort of your age. You mentioned that when you were in England, everyone else seemed to be having the reverse Benjamin Button disease too. Does that happen in other locations that you notice that people are maybe closer to you? I don't travel very often just because of, you know, the old bones. I get worried. I'm just very. Oh, right. Yeah. They they could shatter or something. I don't know. Do I have early yeah. osteoporosis with the rapid aging? I you could, could have dementia and you could get lost. Yeah. I don't have a. Dr. London, so, I have not. So much rides on. Yeah, on your life. And yeah. And then who's going to take the throne after? No, no, no. I, I follow. You know, okay. Yes. You've got me. I am the Queen of England. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to. Um, Again, I'm just going off of what was registered as the guest. I'm sorry. I was trying to be a little like sarcastic and hateful. Like I don't think that red. I'm not the Queen of England. I'm sorry. He. Okay. Can't, how do I... You're. It's just going to confuse Doctor London more. It, there's. There is literally no way you're going to be able to convince him that you're not the Queen of England. Unfortunately, because he's once he has his heart set on something, it doesn't go. He can't away. really. Yeah. You know. I can't really get mad at you for being a dreamer. So so uh, maybe we can just get around to this this way. Uh, Queen Elizabeth, do you so you don't travel much, but I mean, think back. Surely you've been to some other place besides L.A. and London. Did those people look you like like they were having the same reverse Benjamin Button? Disease? I have been to the great state of Tennessee and it was fairly prevalent there well, well and i can understand like if you don't get out much because like you know you're it's such a big deal for you have to meet dignitaries and whatever so i get that uh like when you're royalty you, you're just kind of stuck in your own little life like it's you know i just uh my living room behind me i know the listeners can't um it's very modest i have a, a couch and an Oh, um, don't say that. Your your living room is beautiful. Thank thank you. Thank you, Cameron. Um I don't I just I don't know how to convince you that I'm not royalty. And I don't know if I'm flattered or insulted at this point. Because I would well, like to think that I could rule a country very effectively. But also I think she's a bit of a powerless figurehead and she's like 172 years old. Yeah, it's more of a like a, a represent representative type of thing, but not someone who actually Yeah. And it's such a power. And did Dr. Lennon, you even say you have you earlier you like you have so much to worry about, like if you got hurt, who would take the throne? No, that's that has already really established who would come after the Queen of England. I would say I would say the maybe the the only benefit of having a monarchy is just sort of knowing who's coming next and you're not like surprised it's like a, a sequential thing right yeah it's very set in stone who yeah. takes over no, and i guess you know i i don't have much room to talk because i really i'm i'm not royalty and you you got you i guess would know better of course so it's uh i'm sorry to throw these assumptions around i think i would pick different as to who's going to follow me Okay. Get a little diversity in there or something, you know? You, I, Samantha, I, I appreciate you, you for engaging it, him with this. It will never end. 
it it will never end. It's just better. It's just better to pretend like you didn't hear him. You go, huh, and then just move on. I've learned that that's probably the best way to deal with stuff like this. Okay, that's fair. I've I've learned to ignore men in the medical field for a while now, so I will stick with. Him. Oh yeah, and I would say as you should again when you've got celebrity doctors like Doctor London. There's lots of quacks out there. But like you want to saying, oh, take this medicine. Oh, you need this vaccine. Oh, stop doing that. You know, these things that doctors are always saying are crazy. Yeah. I wanted to ask about the disease. I wanted to ask if you had any sort of medical insight into, well, A, I, you know, I think what you're struggling with, Samantha, is very interesting. But also what all of these people in Los Angeles are dealing with where they go in for a normal medical procedure. You know, oh, I've got to fix my deviated septum. Oh, I got into a car accident. And then they come out looking, I mean, reversing age. Yeah. Is that what is there? What is the science behind that? Are you asking me or the? Yeah, I'm asking you. Okay, Dr. okay. okay. Like, so, do you have any medical insight into why that might be happening? Yeah, so there is a a reverse Benjamin Button disease out there, sort of. Uh, but it, yeah. So it usually manifests a little bit differently. Like usually, uh, there's there's a vocal change that goes, you know, much higher pitch. They they look, uh, they have, they have a different appearance. And I, what I'm seeing with you is maybe, um, so, have any of your friends used the term or any of these people who suffer from uh, reverse, reverse Benjamin Button disease, have any of them referenced getting work done? Like, I I just got some work done. Yeah, but LA is a driving town, so. Okay. You're having to, you're having to get work done on your car pretty often. Yeah, everyone's having to get some work done. Yeah, and like will they Oil changes, kind of, fake pads? Will they kind of be alone, like you know, out of the public eye for you know weeks or months, and say like, I just got work done. Yeah, exactly, because there's also not very good public transit here. So okay. when you get your work done on your car, yeah. then you can't really go places. So you have to okay. stay home for like anywhere from three to six weeks, depending on what's wrong with the car. You know. Okay. And then and, they come back and their yeah. car's running great and they look so young and youthful. And, you know, it's just, it's just rampant here. It's yeah, screwed up. It's a difficult yeah. disease. So I, and one more little question. Um, is there any chance that they've mentioned some, and this might be a foreign term, but like, do they ever say like plastic surgery? Is that, is that a term used at all that you, just that you hear? You know, I, I haven't heard that. Why would plastic need surgery? I mean, I know there's too much of it around in the oceans and stuff. Mm -hmm. Is that like, a, is that to get it out of the water? Do they use like a surgical procedure to like filter it? Oh no! Are you saying plastic surgery is another Brad Pitt movie? What is that? What you're saying, Doctor London? So it's um, no, it's, I don't know this plat. Yeah, and it's just okay. Plastic. We are running into this problem where so I. I can't, I contractually am unable to expand upon this topic because Koala Cola, uh, it tastes just like your own. Crampy, <sighs> I swear. I'm, oh my, so, Dr. So, Lana, just keep yeah, going, so, just keep going. So I can't legally tell you more about plastic surgery because that was not today's medical lesson. Today, I can tell you about pyogenic liver abscess. And I, like, I wish that I could help you on this and inform you, but I, instead, 
Um, you should try, if you haven't already, Koala Cola. It tastes just like Down Under. Yeah, this is also part of... So, so we are in contract with this cola company, but Dr. London, Celebrity Dr. London, Celebrity Doctor, Dr. London, because Doctor is his first name, <laughs> I, uh, has sort of taken it upon himself to start prescribing people Koala Cola as a solution to most diseases. Okay. That was not stipulated. That's fair. Is there a lot of sugar in Koala Cola? Because I'm on a pretty strictly like all sugar diet. It is mostly, it's mostly a syrupy sugar. With some other, yeah. Oh, and I should say there, uh, since we're talking about the ingredients, um, it, there are no koala parts. There's yeah. no koala parts in, in koala, koala cola. No. People, people say that as like a joke sometimes. They say that a lot but there's n- as a joke. No koala parts in koala cola. And if you're drinking koala cola and you get sort of maybe a physical chunk of something, that is just a special prize. Oh, I do like prizes in my food. I try to eat a very high preservative diet to help yeah. preserve myself. Oh. That does take us to the another point to make about it. So if, if, the, if your koala cola, uh, if you open it and it seems really thick for a soda, then that's that's normal and that's how it was meant to be and it's fine. And it's fine. It's fine. It's it's And buy some drink another. Yeah. Would you Have say another. it's like a it's like a yogurt consistency? Sometimes. And that's kind of the fun of it, isn't it? Well, how old, how long has the yogurt been sitting in the fridge? I mean, I usually buy it and then don't eat it, so usually like two to three months. It's a lot like that. It's a yes, lot like that. I would okay. say it's okay. very, I'm very similar familiar to that, with that yes. texture. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like we've really. Um, okay. So I. Oh, that, that was okay to say that we can't really um, discuss the whole plastic surgery idea. Well, so I. I, I mean, fine because I don't. I don't really believe I want, in doing surgery on plastics because I do I, too I, many of them. So. I do want to hear a little bit more. I mean, maybe about your research. Like, are you know are. Are, are you going to pass away quicker than normal? Like, are, are, should we be worried about like saying goodbye to you? I mean, what, what I do believe so. Yes. Um, because I feel like there's an age that you can reach as a human before you just can't live anymore. Um, yeah. so, you know, my, my, my aging right now, I, I would say physically I'm in like my late fifties. Um, I don't know how long people live past that. So I feel like I, the oldest I've met is like a 65-year-old. That is an interesting question. I would That's something I would love to ask Dr. London. Dr. London, can you tell us how old people are? Or is that something you're not allowed to elaborate on either? I We're getting into really dicey territory here. Um, so, so, Your Majesty, I've, I've seen older photographs that seem very dated. And I'm with you in them and so i guess i'm trying to reconcile what i'm seeing now with the pictures i've seen i will and... i will veer this topic slightly to ignore what you're saying as have been in okay. there you go um yes. i will say there is a lot of photographs of people back back in history that look much older than i would say like you know like a 65 year old would these days but you also have to remember that cameras weren't as good so the resolution's very low. Mm, so they're okay. just going right. to naturally look shittier. You know? Everyone's and, got red eye. Yeah. Like the flights, yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. What? I mean, I guess these are all explanation enough for what we are allowed to discuss. Like we, I think we've reached the limit. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll. I mean, Samantha, was there anything? I'm glad that you got the word out and about this disease. Was there, any, was there anything you wanted us to do? Um, I, you know, I'm trying to raise awareness and also just get the respect of the medical community. So doing this kind of circuit has been what I've been trying yes. to do. Yes, you know, you get and we can doctor, actually you get the rest of them. We can actually do that, right? We can give her uh, the official Jock Doc podcast respect sticker. Uh, and that will give her official respect from the medical community. Yeah, I do want to clarify, though. That, so the Jock Doc podcast journal of medicine is kind of just more thorough. So so we can do the sticker, but we can't do the, the journal. Denied. Until you reviewed it thoroughly. Yeah, and that will take a few years. But, um, you know, DJ Dolan's really been good about reading up on stuff and i'll take a cursory glance um so, I, I mean i might well, not have a few more years but my research should live on past me so i appreciate that well and thankfully while you wait our journal also has a lot of fun games on it so that that's something to sort of like the online portion of the journal mm-hmm. you you can waste your time on lots of fun flash animations fun little stick figure games just a lot of cool stuff okay that does that does sound very enjoyable recipes we have a bunch of recipes yeah multiple pictures that you're supposed to guess what's different about them oh Uh, like the circle you circle the ones that are different yeah we have a lot of 3di stuff a lot of goofus and gallon stuff A a good a good chunk of our medical journal is highlights for kids that is not to say that we don't put work into the journal. I am we do because we have to highlights. subscribe to highlights. Someone has to do that. They have to resubscribe every year. They have to get the magazines from the mail, flip through it, scan in the Goofus and Gallant morality comics. I'm well, happy you know? everyone's keeping highlights in circulation. So well, Cameron says they because he has uh, kind of ex- what, what's the term for it? Exported the work out to. Oh, outsourced outsourcing yeah. yes um you've outsourced it to uh some some very fine people and uh, i'm glad that you've uh yeah, yeah they don't bring that in because i know you don't have time for that i don't have time for that so we've outsourced that to a lot of the kids in the neighborhood uh you know we're talking four five and six you know they've got school off it's summer and so getting them in the in you know in the 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 industry and, and getting them in the workforce now is just really important i yeah. respect that because you never know who's going to get this reverse benjamin button disease or when it will hit yes so any of those kids could start to suddenly rapidly age mm. and now their life has been shortened and they won't get to have the work experience that everyone else had because they've died younger so if you start them younger they get to live a fuller and- life and if these kids have just regular Benjamin Button disease, then they could actually be like 75 years old. And they should and have a working. ton of experience. Yeah. yeah. And that's, yeah, that's what he usually bets on is actually Cameron's assumption yeah, going just, in is usually that. Well, yeah, I mean, well, that's just like, yeah, when I hand the kids uh, like your car keys, Dr. Lennon, and say, hey, go like pick up some stuff from the grocery store, yeah. you always say, oh, you probably shouldn't let four and five year olds drive my car. And I say, okay, you can't prove that that's not a sixty-five-year-old man. You, you yeah. cannot. Yeah. It's actually dangerous of you to to like 
constantly yes. accuse these children of not being 65. Yeah, and I, I should say, now, I haven't accused them of no. not having reverse Benjamin, or sorry, regular Benjamin Button disease. I, I'm not accusing them of that. I'm just throwing out the precaution, the what if. But it, it, I guess maybe that's offensive. I'm trying to, you know, I try to keep up with this. I, I should apologize now. If I have, you know, come across that way as accusing uh, children of not having Benjamin Button disease. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to the, convey it that way. And this is the first time I've ever seen Dr. London apologize on this show. That's really big of you, Dr. London. Huge. You have to respect that a lot of illnesses are invisible, you know, to that you don't know until you've asked. And it's rude to ask. So mm. you just never know if someone has Benjamin Buttons or reverse Benjamin Buttons. And maybe to make it up to our guest here, Dr. London, at, with your apology, you can go ahead and sign the paperwork to hand over the Jock Talk podcast seal of approval and medical respect from the community. Uh, the whole community? No, I can. I mean, I have I have the power to do that, but I. Well, I guess with everyone watching. I, okay. I, okay. Here. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah, Samantha, you're in. Yep. Well, you don't even have to continue like the podcast rounds. You got the respect you were looking for. Okay. Well, you know, with that, I feel like it's time to move on and get a few chores done. Oh no. Yeah, I know. Um, put me to work, just like those children that might be Benjamin Buttoned. Respect it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Just like those kids that could be my grandparents. I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know where they are. And we're assuming a similar age group, honestly between you, uh, Dr. Sullivan, and those children, potentially, with the reverse and regular Benjamin Button disease right. crossing here. So, uh, yeah, Cameron, you want to go explain what the chore wheel is? Yeah, so we have this segment on the show called the chore wheel. Uh, so we have, unfortunately, Dr. London and I have been very, very busy and we've been neglecting all of our chores. We haven't done the dishes, we haven't taken out the trash, we haven't brushed the fish in weeks. And that fish is pissed. It's everywhere, yeah. It, oh. I, you know. It's shedding. It's shedding. It's oh, shedding wow. everywhere. I mean, it's summer. So, Dr. Lund and I invented this chore wheel, and we have all of our chores, everything on our to-do list on this big old wheel, and we spin it every single week, and whatever it lands on, we have to do that task. Okay. And, uh, so, actually, uh, Samantha, would you be willing to spin the chore wheel for us? I would love to if, I'm, if my old bones are strong enough to do it. Yes. Okay, Ooh, so it's I a don't, I, doctor, I mean, you're the doctor, Doctor London. Do you think is it safe for her to spin the chore wheel? Uh, we can we can try. I feel like you know if if you aren't successful at it, then we'll hear popping sounds, and then we'll know. And that would be my bones, not the clickers on the wheel. Yes. Okay, so let's go ahead and start spinning. All right. Oh no. Sorry. It Okay, I didn't want to do this one, Ugh, but um we no we, we have to. Okay. Uh and you know what this is this is one of those things where you know, you look forward to this time in your life when you're at a certain age, uh especially if you are I guess Benjamin buttoning 
no sorry if you're reverse benjamin buttoning then yeah that that's the way uh long story short we have to plan prom the mayor is on to us yeah the the school council the student council they've all been on to us that we have to plan their prom because yep the uh of course the the head of the student council who would normally kind of be working on this stuff uh yeah was wasted was wasted yeah completely plastered just kind of went crazy and he was like oh dude i'm too hungover to do this yeah so he called us and the problem's tomorrow so this is what so called us up was like you gotta do this man and i was like it's doctor not man it's doctor so uh anyway so we yeah we have to plan this prom with with 24 hours notice yep it's gonna be tough i would say honestly just because there's so little time to plan it let's make things easy let's have a strict dress code i would say even a uniform that everyone has to wear pretty much the exact same outfit a promiform yeah that'll streamline things because if there's one thing, yeah. the first thing that anyone planning a prom has to do, it's dress everyone. That, yeah. that's, oh my god! That's the part that you want to coordinate the most. That's the part that can go haywire the most. People are like, oh, should I wear a tux? Should I wear a dress? And we just make it all the same thing. It simplifies right. it. You do it to alleviate their stress as well as your yeah. own, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it, everyone is, this is my pitch. We don't have to stick with it. Everyone's dressed like a Target employee. Khakis, red shirt, red t-shirt. That's a that's a pretty solid plan because I feel like a lot of high school seniors work at Targets, so they right. So they're already gonna outfit. have the gear. Yeah, they're already gonna be dressed this way. They're gonna be coming from work. So yeah, so they don't even have to change, and so it, it really keeps it easy for everyone. You want it, you want it to be inclusive. You want it to be something that everyone has access to. Yes, yes. inclusivity. That's not everyone has a tuxedo. You know, like everyone has a pair of khaki dickies and a red polo shirt. Yes. Yeah. And also with it, we do need to, like, if we are having that uniform, then we do have to have the target dog. So most of the budget is going to go towards hiring that dog. Right. I Because, yeah, yeah, he's really expensive. And busy. Yeah. Yeah. Especially these days. So, okay, I don't want to. I don't want to be a cheapskate, but okay. is there any any um, world where we get a regular dog and paint it to look like a Target dog? Okay, so and this is can we be sued for that? It's going to be hard to get the Target. This dog. is well. This is a common misconception. You can't paint a dog. That dog was born that way. So that's why the dog is so expensive. I'm yeah, get one that's not born that way. I, but I think Dr. London is saying is that it's a common misconception that you can paint a dog, you, but paint doesn't stick to dogs. You can't doesn't do stick that. To it. Yeah. And it's, it's a form of, um, I don't, I don't want to say animal cruelty, but even if you use the kind artistic that are, expression, yes, <laughs> that's the one. Uh, yeah. yes, it's artistic expression. And so we don't want to have that. We hate artistic expression on this show, and especially at this prom. That's one of the reasons we're sticking with the uniform. Yeah, we don't want anyone to feel creative or branch out or not in any capacity. Which which does bring us to the decor of the prom. Well, yeah. Do we want to pick a theme? Like, do we want 
a larger theme. Like when I was in high school, our prom was, of course, apple theme. Everything was just about an apple. Prom was in a big apple. Everyone dresses sort of like a Richard Scary worm coming out of the apple with like a hat on. I don't want to solve all our problems at one time, but we also have not discussed a venue location. Okay. Oh. Just loop it all into one and hold the prom at Target. Okay. A Target-themed prom. You've got we the can do it uniform, in... you've got the Target dog, you've got the Target, the decor is there, you've got clothing racks, you got aisles. The grocery section with the apples. It's it's a straight good and gather brand prom. Yeah. Yeah. You get good, you gather at the prom. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, there's going to be, because we're just going to have to work with what's in Target right now. So it's going to be like a lot of barbecue equipment. Um, cause that's their entire seasonal section is you just going to be like, like outdoor lawn stuff, but it's inside. You know, I actually did just think of a flaw with this plan. Ooh. Oh no. Target does sell alcohol and these are minors. Oh, okay. So we're just going to have to tell them not to and just yeah. sort of go by the honor system. Yeah. I didn't think it would come to that, but I guess we'll have to, we'll have to tell them, them guys, you please don't drink the alcohol. But you yeah. know, we'll, and and so that you won't be tempted, we'll go and ahead and just nice block off this area with a big curtain, so no one can even see behind it. Yeah, yeah that's well, perfect. Let's... Curtain it off, and they just know not to go behind the curtain. Yeah, unless unless they have something to do back there that's different. Yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm just worried about them choking on the curtain, like if if it wraps around their head or something. So maybe just a caution tape or something. Just put a little caution tape. And they can obviously go past the caution tape if they have something they need to do that's on the other side. Just don't pick up the alcohol while you're doing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe we put some mirrors back there that can be like you you go and do your makeup station, you know, go and adjust. The thing is they've already been told not to. So everything we do after that is redundant. Yeah. Like there's no point. Um, So, yeah, I feel like we've, what what else happens at prom? I guess the band. I mean, there's usually so, like a photo booth. There's usually a band. Yeah, that's a good good suggestion. So, I mean, for okay. the band, I guess it might be best to just do maybe like late 90s contemporary hits that would be fine to play at a grocery store. Yeah, those, yeah. a lot of those are prom classics already. It's mostly I, Torn by Natalie Imbruglier. It's uh, Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. It's uh, a lot of Matchbox 20. Feels like a lot of slow jams. But okay. Well, I mean, well, I mean, we I don't want, want people to get hurt. To happen. Yeah, yeah. If, if it's too exciting, people will get riled up. Yeah. And the last thing you want is a riot. What about what about Jumper by Third Eyed Blind? That's a great. That one can you know really get people grooving. Yeah. So, I I, I can tell we are going with here, but I gotta stop you real quick because when we talk about a band and you just get into specific songs. I have to tell you, DJ Dylan can play all those songs, but he's expensive. Right. He does charge per song. You don't think he would give a discount for the children? No. He did he told us that usually why he would charge more. Usually proms he usually charges five hundred dollars to DJ, but for us, since we're such close friends, it would cost thirty five thousand dollars. Which is a discount from what he would charge because I've asked him to DJ my private parties and stuff, and the price only goes up from there. So it, this yeah. is actually it is a good deal, and that is in the student budget. So maybe I should reconsider. 
Um, we, I feel like we're saving some money on having everything in the target, you know, so it, it yes. would be an investment. Because that's, that's the, the cheapest, cheapest venue. Yeah. Is he available on such short notice, though? That Ooh. might be an issue. He, so I mean, that, is Coachella this weekend or is it next spring? I can't. Um, I can't remember. So we'll just we'll have to put a pin in it. I think until like that that aspect. I think okay. Okay. So how about this? Either, hopefully, DJ Dolan's available. If he's not, then we can have an iPod playing music. I mean, I know I'm in Los Angeles. I don't know if I could overnight this to you, but my iPod shuffle has all of those songs on it. Whoa. Okay. And Kiss Me by Sixpence None the Richer? Yes, twice. Oh my gosh. Okay, good. I One little thing. So, And this is just kind of a personal to each person. You don't have a lot of audiobooks on there, do you? Because we, the plan will be to just push play and leave. So, right. It would I don't really get, suck to start playing... Like Count of Monte Cristo or something. Zero audiobooks because I don't like reading. Um, oh, but wow. even someone reading to you is too much reading for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't. Okay. I, again, I'm in LA. We're a movie town, you yeah. know. So okay. I, I guess the last thing then is just the photo booth props, right? Yeah. So for the props. Well, I mean, we're in Target, go- so you know. What about like a bottle of Febreze? uh yeah maybe like, basket a basket basket's a classic prop basket a ocean woven. spray uh like cranberry yes. juice that's very yeah. hip with the kids right now right yeah, yeah. And, and speaking of which a child's hat mm. real small very comical yeah. yeah anything for the dollar section or maybe it's five dollar section now i don't remember but in any case yeah just pull from there we got One of those everything. tiki torches Yes. That's but okay. Okay. We trust these kids. They're already not drinking the alcohol, so I think they're fine with fire too. Well, the trick is you don't fill it up with the oil. So when they they can try to light it, but it won't do anything. It's Mary, a prop. This is why yeah. you're a doctor. Very smart. Yeah, this the specific yes, this is that one thing. Everything yeah. else has not seemed very doctory. But that was good. Uh, okay. Uh, all right, no, that's no. Sorry, Your Majesty. Okay, so um, uh, and I guess no, I guess that I had that coming to me for the way that I spoke to Your Highness. Um, so I guess that's it, right? We're we're finished. So um, outfits, location, music, mascot, photo booth props, chaperones. Uh, the Target employees—they're already there. They're already there working. Will that be confusing? All of the people <laughs> attending are dressed like Target employees. Okay, so my idea. The employees wear name tags. Oh. And if you're both, if you're both a real Target employee and a student attending the prom, you get to choose. You get to it's choose like a fun little... chaperone or to participate. It's a fun little bonus. Also gives the kids some leadership opportunities. You know what I mean? To like, you know, they're graduating. Yeah. That's great. Wow. Yeah. I think we really got it. Um, so so I feel like we, we nailed that chore. So Dr. Sullivan, if you wouldn't mind just, um, so we have the, the official chore wheel uh, knife. If you could just stab the chore wheel to death. 
Yes. Uh, we, we destroy we to, the chore wheel every channel. week as well. Yeah. Because we have to add new ones, take away them, and it changes the size and dimensions and everything. So yeah, if you could just stab that, maybe, yeah. So if you, if for the listeners, if you hear the kind of music that was in Psycho, that that's what that is. If you hear sort of a copyright-free twist mm-hmm. on the Psycho theme right now, that DJ right. Dylan might, yeah, might be able to do. Yes. Okay. Well, I feel great about how that went. Um. All right, so th- thank you, Your Majesty, for being on. Uh, if you wouldn't mind sharing with our listeners uh, any way for them to keep up with you or with anyone you're a fan of. Yeah, um, I'm a huge fan of a comedian in Los Angeles named Janine Nicole Stamen. Her Instagram is uh, at J-A-N-Y-N-I-C-O-L-E. She's okay. very funny. So give her a follow. And I guess if you, you know, whenever this gets published in a medical journal then they can also be aware of this is uh you know dr samantha sullivan and your your work there okay yes Um, uh, you know just you know just casually google like reverse benjamin button every few days and eventually once i'm i get the you know the accolades from the medical community it'll start coming up for you i think all right uh so thank you to dr sullivan uh thank you to uh, producer Cameron, thank you too. Did you do the hose? I don't want to besmirch the lovely Jock Doc podcast, but um, you are inherently sexist. The Jock Doc podcast is inherently sexist. It's rampant here. It's rampant here. It's crazy. And you know what? Even the 26 year olds are looking 17. It- They go in for a normal medical procedure, and then all of a sudden, they look youthful as hell. My name is Dr. Lennon Smith.com, and this has been the Jock Doc Podcast. See ya. Thank you for having me.